Hello everyone, welcome to our latest uh, Let's Talk Talent podcast. Um, once again joined by Joe. Joe, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Excellent. Um, this week I uh, want to do another listener Q&A. Okay. Um, it's been proven really popular, the, the recent one we've ones we've done. I've got another um, handful of questions to throw at you okay. this week, all on a variety of, of topics, um, but obviously pressing topics for our for our listeners okay. who, um, you know, we appreciate sending in the questions. Sure. Um, so the first one is from someone who's recently read the Deloitte um, Global Human Capital Trends Report. I think a lot of us have, have, seen, have, yeah. have seen that report and and, and we refer to it um, every year. Um, this year, um, learning was uh, rated as one of the top challenges um, in, in the report. And, and we all know how important learning is. But I actually kind of want to focus a little bit more on the development side. Um, how, how can organisations become better at developing, sorry, devoting proper time for for, for professional development so I think with this listener um, they're really keen to know about you know should should they be dedicating um, certain time aside for, for their people so I think in answer to that question it's more about what do you mean by development yeah so um, you'll remember our listeners will remember the sort of 70 20 10 model um, which sort of yeah, says yeah. 70% of your development should be on the job. So that's kind of projects, um, you know, assignments, um, you know, working with different stakeholders or kind of doing secondments. So I think, you know, development um, is really majority of the time on, on the job. Yeah. I think when you then look at the sort of 10%, well, that's probably um, more formal development you know, going to courses, um, you know, the formal ways in which you learn. And then the 20%, I think, is through sort of coaching and mentoring that you might get through your manager. Yeah. Um, and online plays a massive part in that. And I kind of, in a way, online sort of is like the wrapper that goes all around that sort of yeah. 70, uh, 2010 um, feel of the way that you look at development and we've been um, really thinking about that not only with current clients so like HarperCollins and the way that we've kind of set up I develop and people have heard me talk about that before but also with um, EU networks yeah so EU networks um, we created for them a range of um, digital toolkits which can be sort of accessed anytime and um, anywhere which is a way of embracing the new technology that um, enhances development, but also enables people to use it ahead of a performance review, for example, or you know if they're a manager, but also some tools and techniques that you can kind of use practically. Yeah. So I think development has to start and stop with um, the way that you work on the job. Yeah. But it also think you need to think about how that then translates to your team. Yeah, oh, and I'm glad you say that because the second question was going to be around what's the most effective way to develop a busy team? So I think it's first and foremost thinking about the life cycle of a team. Yeah. So the kind of storming, forming, norming and performing. Yeah. And thinking about what part, you know, where are you in, in, in that life cycle? And there'd be different interventions depending on where you are. So we're working at the moment with the AA 
um, I'm working oh, okay. with um, one of their exec team. Um, she's been in the business for a year and she's created her team. So she's sort of in the forming and storming phase. Right, cool. Where she wants to get her leadership team together and starting to think about, you know, what's their vision, what's their purpose, what their values, and then articulate that across the team. Right. And so we've been working with them in first and foremost coming up together and thinking how they do that, but then helping them communicate that um, to the wider team and bring, and, and, you know, so that they can become, you know, more effective. Because team, you know, team development is both, um, and I think we look at it very much from both an individual perspective, um, a team perspective, but also from an organisation perspective, because it's a bit like the triangle model, where you, you everything needs to f- go flow back up to the organisation, but the way that a team a way that an individual reacts to that may be different. So you might need different interventions at different um, times. So we've been using workshops and sort of persona mapping and lots of different kind of creative techniques mm, absolutely. to um, help that team come together rather than just do a sort of stop, start, continue yeah, on the yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and get them to really own this and take a, a, and start to use some of the techniques that we want them to use with their team rather than just kind of come in as a, you know, the facilitator that kind of does yeah. that. We're kind of trying to get them to take some of those on and um, and use them within their team so that it collectively changes. And how, how have how the, the clients you mentioned, how have, they, how have they taken those kind of new approaches on board? Because there seems to be some quite innovative ways of, of stuff you start to implement there. Well, I think, they, I, I think um, it depends on the business, but I think with um, the AA, the exec has been really open to trying new things and That's has cool. been really innovative and has kind of wanted us to really push them and challenge them about new ways of developing themselves. So she's, you know, she's been to lots of leadership development days, yeah, yeah, as we yeah, all yeah, have, yeah. and she kind of knows the models. So it's it was much less about the models. It's more about what did we need to achieve yeah. in um, the two days I was with them. So I remember doing this plan for her and talking it through with her. And this was the, I got in on the first day and the plan went out the window. (laughs) But at the end of the day, they got to where they wanted to, but we just got there in a different route. And someone said to me, oh, I don't know how you manage that. And I said, well, sometimes it's about being brave and realizing that you need to take them with you. But you can only go as fast as a team wants you to do. And they needed to talk about a particular um, area in more depth the worst thing that you can do when you're facilitating that is to kind of go well you know you gave half an hour yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah so it's yeah. I think it's very much looking at it um, from um, the end goal of what you need to achieve but it doesn't really matter how you achieve it and you've and you're and you're equipped with lots of different tools to get them to that to that point yeah. rather than have everything sort of mapped out um, and they feel they're on a bit of a treadmill I like to think that we're much more kind of um, elastic yeah. in the way that we facilitate and, and work with teams. Cool. Thank you. Um, okay, I'm hoping you'll peek too soon on these these answers, Joe, because I've got two more left. That's two brilliant answers so far. Um, so the next one is around succession planning. Yeah. Um, and more advice here for um, for kind of people that are, are putting a, trying to put a succession plan in place from, from, from scratch. Yeah. Um, so kind of they're interested in your thoughts on, on, on where to, where to start. You know, there's so much out there about succession planning. Um, where, where do you start? So I think you start with, 
um, the, I, okay, hold on a second. I think you start with the alignment between your business strategy and your and your people. Yeah. So, what do you need your people to do? What have you got versus what you need? And I, I know I've talked about that on um, other podcasts. But I think you can look at it very simply rather than create big processes. So my rule of thumb is that you want to look at um, performance sort of over time um, and potential plus the roles that you need so that you have the data in terms of the roles that you need going forward. You know the performance and the of, of that person yeah. but you're also thinking about the potential for what and you kind of join all of that together so we've been working with a housing association recently um to do something that was quick and dirty called okay. the gutted list oh okay well we've asked them um a number of questions how gutted would you be if that person went so red green and amber yeah we've and then we've asked them a number of questions around um uh skills and uh, potential and then we've created a report it both individually that links to individual development plans okay as well as a group um diagnostic um which looks at um their bench strength yep. versus their success versus their succession and pulled out where we think they should be investing collectively as an smt but also individually so that over these 15 people, they have a robust plan that they then will check in in six months' time and that they'll then repeat. Right, 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 right. And I'm really hoping that through that, that methodology can then be adopted and used deeper in the organisation so that you can then see what your footprint looks like. And it took, from commission to us presenting, um, no more than a couple of weeks to do. Wow, really? Yes. That's pretty cool. So, uh, you know, if people want to talk, if people would like to talk to us about it, I'm, I'm really happy to kind of share some of the learnings and share, you know, the methodology, because it doesn't need to take you six months, six months to do it. Um, yeah, depending on the size, yeah. obviously, it can be done um, really um, quickly and give you some really some robust data that you can use and make decisions from. Wow, cool. And I, you know, definitely urge, um, you know, listeners to, to take up Joe's offer there, not not just for this for this example, but for some of the examples you, you mentioned earlier. That you know, if you if if there's stuff here that you think you know, wow, like I have thought, wow, um, you know, pick up pick up the phone, drop Joe an email, you know, ha- yeah, have, a chat, that, have, yeah. have that conversation. Okay, last last question, um, and this is kind of an international one, um, leadership related. Um, how how well, what what advice would you give in terms of developing a cohort of leaders? internationally so when you know leaders are based all all over yeah so i think a lot of people would traditionally look at bringing those people together yeah and i think there's absolutely um a place for that so i think you know maybe over a year if if the program is over a year i think you would bring them together because i think the relationships that the cohort will get together are really important yeah um, both now and how they can support each other but also for, as future leaders um i think that i think that's really critical but i also think um it's important to look at the individual development and link it very much to that person's individual needs yep so we're um, working with an international client at the moment in designing um, an approach of how they would assess their right. um leaders um, for potential assignments um, abroad. 
Okay. And the way that we're looking at it is, but we've called it um, science, arts, and humanity. Nice. And we've looked at it scientifically through sort of diagnostics and ways yeah. in which you would kind of look at someone's um, commercial acumen or, you know, um, you know, propensity to, to, to the way that they think, you know, cognitive ability, yeah. That, yeah. that sort of side. Um, we've also thought about how we might capture some of that behavioural, so that sort of learning agility, and we're, and we're building a tool to to uh, measure that learning agility, whether that's curiosity, whether that's kind of uh, behaviours. Yeah. Um, and then the human, so the, so the science is the is the is the psychometrics. The art is the conversations that you have with them, their peers, the individual. Yeah. And then the humanity is about creating a process that feels really personable but also individual and positive so that when that person whether they get on this program or not mm -hmm. ultimately has had a really great experience from giving them the feedback to doing the tools to having some coaching and and how we're building that is very much from that sort of science art and humanity uh, mindset that's pretty cool cool thanks joe um and thank you to our listeners for for for, for sending those those questions in um as always we appreciate it um, we know how popular the, the q a ones have, have been so we'll look to, to do another one in um you know a few a few weeks time um so for now thank you very much um and yeah keep those questions coming in thank, thank you, you very much